1: Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you.
0: I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. Look around, I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks. My address is 408 414. A big blue Mac. Now it don't matter where I'm going, I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day.
1: is my life by our partner Dennis McKay hey 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 Dennis McKay <laughs> how's your mom and them How you mumming them hey we're gonna have Dennis McKay riding along with us from now on he's agreed to join us on our radio program. And you know what's neat about that? What's that? Dude? We can run three log books. There you go.
2: Ooh, did I say that out loud? You did.
1: You did. Well, we don't have to log our miles on these programs. Because these drivers won't let us drive. I know it. <laughs> They're smart. We're what you call virtual
2: truck drivers. We're virtual truck drivers. Yep. We're yeah. The, we're the has-beens. Mm-hmm. You still have your CDL, Dennis? I do. I do too. We're all CDL all right. truck drivers.
1: So drivers, if you need a break, don't call us, <laughs> cause you will get broke. <laughs> yeah, you sure will. We can break you real quick. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's exciting to have Dennis McKay with us up in the cab of the truck. He brings a different perspective, uh, basically brings some common sense to the group. <laughs> we'll I, s-
1: we'll see about that. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm just honored to be a part of this, man. This is this is a great way to
0: share the love of Christ and get to talk about some good truck driving. So That's it.
2: It's the real people, the real deal.
0: Hey, Daryl, before we get started, right you could get out there and get them bugs off his windshield.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, I'll take care of it.
1: <laughs> uh, Daryl, we ought to have another song by... The McKay Project. The McKay Project. Here's another great song by The McKay Project. You and even got a CD out with it, this on it. Yeah, it's called Lonesome Road Volume 1. Here's The McKay Project.
0: sad old song windshield whopper singing along Take me home Back where I belong Kind of lonely in this cab alone Just me and Jesus down a lonesome road Music playing on the radio Merle Haggard singing Me back home
2: touched a lot of lives. You know, you're not just a recorder, producer, truck driver. You've also stood behind some pulpits, haven't you?
1: And now we're able to share them with the radio public. Yeah, every once in a while we put them out on a CD and send them out to people out there on the road. So drivers, sit tight, hang on, because here's an awesome message from my good friend, Gary Rayburn. Hey, the question I got for you today, drivers, is where's God? (laughs) there was this uh, couple that moved into this new town, a small town, maybe a small town like you live in, and they had these two ornery little boys, about five and seven. We'll just call them Jeff and Brian. I've got two boys named Jeff and Brian, and just so happens that Chaplain Daryl Spicer of Channel 21 Ministries, his two boys are named Jeff and Brian. So we're talking about a couple ornery little boys, and I can relate, and I'm sure Chaplain Daryl can relate what I'm talking about here. And maybe you can too. And these little boys were the onerous little fellas you ever wanted to see. And they just terrorized the neighborhoods. And the neighborhood kind of got together and they went to the parents' house and they sat down and told them, our pastor right up the street here does a great job of counseling. Would you consider taking your boys' To our pastor for counseling. And they said they would be delighted if they could find somebody that could help Jeff and Brian. So they called the church and set up an appointment and they showed up to meet with the pastor. The secretary met him at the door and she said the pastor would like to see him one at a time. So Jeffrey, the older boy, he kind of gave his little brother Brian a shove and pushed him ahead. And that secretary grabbed him by the hand and took off with Brian back to the pastor's office. He got in there and he sat down and the pastor was sitting at his desk reading his Bible. And he never even looked up. He just said, where's God? And Brian, he didn't know. He just kind of shrugged his shoulders. But the pastor didn't even look up. In just a few seconds, he said it again. Only this time, a little louder and a little firmer. He said, where's God? And little Brian, he didn't know. He just kind of shrugged his shoulders. And a few seconds later, the pastor banged his fist on the desk, looked up at him over his glasses, and he said, pointed his finger at him and said, where's God? And little Brian, he jumped up and took off running out of that pastor's office, run right past his brother Jeffrey and his parents, and headed down the street. Well, Jeffrey took off running right behind him, and he knew right where he would be. So when he got to the house, Jeffrey went to Brian's room and he opened the closet door and shut it and sat down beside his little brother, Brian. And he said, what happened? His little brother Brian said, God's missing and they think we had something to do with it. (laughs)
3: Hmm.
1: Anybody been there? That's the title of the message today is where's God? Where's God? Psalms uh, 91 is the scripture I want to read today. Each one of us has to answer that question in our lives. Where's God in our life? You know, I remember the day i driving down the road. The day I got saved. I cried out to God. And I said, God, if you're really real, prove it to me. And you know what? When we cry out to God, He hears our cry, He answers us, and then it's up to us. What are we going to do with this man called Jesus? Psalms chapter 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near you, your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You should tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot, foot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him, I will set him on high. Because he has shown my name, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him in honor and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, I I do thank you, Lord, for this day. And Lord, I do pray for your wisdom, your strength, your courage, your knowledge. And help us to be all that you called us to be lord help us to know where you are in our lives lord help us to re- reveal that to us lord as a as a people and as a church as a community and father we just thank you and praise you in jesus name amen amen Isaiah 57:19 says i create the fruit of the lips peace peace to him that is far off and to him that is near saith the lord and i will Heal him. You know, I read that Scripture and I, I think about that and, and God is speaking to us. And He's saying, peace, peace to him that is far off. If you get far away from God, you know God still loves you and He still wants, wants you back. It's like the prodigal son in, in the story, you know. When the prodigal son took off to do his living the way he wanted to do, the father stayed home. And but he was sitting there watching every day, waiting for that prodigal son to come home. And that's where we are right here. Peace, peace to him that is far off. But to him that is near, what's it say? It says, The Lord, I will heal him, I will be with him, I will protect him, I will. God wants to be with us everywhere we go. In this uh, Psalms 91 here, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty, we got to stay in God's shadow. We don't want to get too far away from God. If we'll stay within His shadow, He is going to. He has things for us. He's going to protect us. He's going to uh, heal us. He's going to use us to do things that we never thought or dreamed possible. If we stay within His shadow, if we stay close to God, God will stay close to us. He's going to use us in a powerful, mighty way. He really is. If if. Uh, If we stay close to God. But if we get out and try to do our own things, we get ourselves in trouble. And that's when we got to turn back to God and we got to come back to Him. We got to figure out where God is in our life. Is He close to us? When we leave here, do we spend time with the Lord during the week or do we wait till next Sunday just to come back to church? We got to spend time with God each and every day. Each and every day. We got to read our Bible, we got to pray, we got to talk to the Lord. We've got to find out where God is in our life and then start applying Him into other people's lives. If we'll do that, man, I tell you, it's going to be be an amazing, awesome ride with Christ. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Man, I tell you, God wants to bless us. He really does. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. God wants to deliver us. In whatever situation we come up into, He wants to be there to help us, to protect us, to deliver us out of the miry clay that we sometimes step off into. He shall cover you with feathers under His wing; you shall take refuge. You ever seen the old uh, the old hen? You know, with the little chick, chicken, chickens, and what do they call them things, chicklets or chicklets? Yeah, I thought that was something you chewed on. The little chicklets, yeah. The hen and the little chicklets. You ever seen that? When trouble comes, what does that hen do? It gathers those little chicklets up underneath. Right? Is it chicklets? Chick. Chicklets is something you chew on. Okay. See, she's my helpmate, you know that. Where would we be without our wives, Right? We'd be in a mess. We'd be chewing on the wrong things. (laughs) Okay. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) A mother hen will gather her chicks up underneath her wings. And that's what our Heavenly Father wants to do to us. Every time we get ourselves into trouble, He wants to gather us up underneath His wings and protect us. But if we get too far away from God... We're out there doing our own thing. He can't gather us in. Then it's peace, peace to you because I can't protect you. We got to stay close to God, is what I'm saying. We got to get in there and do what He has to say. We got to spend time with Him each and every day. I tell all the truck drivers I talk to truck drivers have to do a pre trip and a post trip. We need to do that with God each and every day. We need to do a pre trip. We need to read our Bible every morning before we start our day. Wake up in the morning, say, "Good morning, Jesus. What would you have me to do? Start reading your Bible. Read a chapter. read two chapters. Whatever you got time for. Uh, sometimes you got more time in the mornings than you do others. Just read a couple chapters, a couple verses. Whatever it is, it's food for the soul. We have to put that food inside of us to sustain us all day long. Read a couple chapters. Pray. Ask God to help you understand what you're reading. And then pray all day long. The Bible says pray without ceasing. How can we do that? Well, you can talk to God all day long, just like He's sitting right there with you when you're driving down the road in a truck. I used to talk to the Lord all day. All day. I used to pray for everything. Man, when I was on the road, uh, you get out east, and man, there's no place to park a semi at night. And I would pray for parking spots. And I, I don't, I've seen God do this so many times. I pull in a truck stop, and I pull in, and, and a driver says, Hey, driver, you need a parking spot? I'm getting ready to leave. You can have this spot. Or pull into a truck stop, and the guy pulls out just right as you're coming around there. And you just back right in and park. Man, that's God's favor. God wants to bless us. But we, He wants to bless His people. We've got to stay close to Him to get those blessings, though. And then at the end of the day, a post trip. You're supposed to check your rig at the end of the day. And a post trip with God's Word. Read His Word. Read another chapter. Read two chapters. Whatever you got time for. Sometimes you're just so tired you just want to fall over. I know, I've been there. So read a couple of verses. Put the Word of God in before you go to bed. Ask God for a good night's sleep. You'll be surprised. Pre trip, post trip. That's what we got to do. If we'll do that, if we'll stay close to God, what's it say He'll do? His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night. Good night's sleep. Nor the arrows that fly by day. And we know that Satan attacks us all day, every day. He's always out there attacking everything that we try to do. There's arrows are flying. But if we will put God as our shield and our buckler, He will extinguish those fiery darts that Satan throws at us all the time. The pestilence of that walk in the darkness, nor the destruction that lay waste at noonday. So many times, I mean every day, all day long, something's coming at us all the time. But if we'll put God in between us and the pestilence, He will protect us. He will save us. He will keep us out of harm's way many times. Many times. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. God is in between us, and the devourer. He will rebuke the devourer on our behalf if we cry out to Him. If we ask Him to. If we stay close to Him, only with your eyes shall you look and see that the reward of the wicked. And then this verse 9. If you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. That's what we have to do. We have to make God our dwelling place. We have to put Him first in every everything that we do everything that we do so many times you know people get uh mm, complacent status quo well this is the way we've always done it It works good right we've always done it this way sometimes god wants to do a new thing in in people in churches in our lives he wants to do something different something new he wants to reach people that we haven't been reaching we're the only Bible some people ever read. We got to be a, a living Bible for everybody that we come in contact with, everywhere we go. I got a story here I want to tell you about uh, a preacher that lived in Pennsylvania, and it was back in uh, 1958. That's a long time ago, 1958. This preacher by the name of David had a church in uh, Pennsylvania, and he had. He had a good church. Uh, Congregations around 250 people, a pretty good sized church. They were doing a lot of things, and a lot of growing. But David wasn't satisfied with just that. He wanted more. And he decided one night he was going to uh, get rid of his TV. He spent a couple hours every night watching TV. And he thought, wonder what would happen if I just got rid of my TV and started praying a couple hours every night and asking God to do more. Do more. So that's what he did. He got rid of his TV. Nope. He said he was the only one that watched it anyway. His the rest of his wife and kids didn't watch it. So it was just kinda for him. So he got rid of it. And he started spending time with God. A couple hours that he spent with TV, he was spent just praying, reading, studying. And he was said he was sitting in his study one night. He'd been in there a while and he picked up a life magazine. And he started flipping through this Life magazine and, and seeing uh, some pictures of uh, a bunch of uh, teenagers in New York City that was getting ready to be on trial for murder. And he just kind of laid it down and then this thought kind of came to him. It said, go to New York City. And he thought, who, me? <laughs> you ever said that to God? Who, me? You want me to go to New York City? Go to New York City and help those boys. He said he laughed out loud. Me, go to New York City? I'm just a country preacher. I've got no business in New York City. But you know what? God wouldn't let it go. He just kept, kept on and kept on. He uh, talked to his wife about it. She said, do you really feel like the Holy Spirit's told you to go to New York City and try to help those boys? He said, I really do. Here's what she told him. She said, we'll take some warm socks with you. That's a wife, isn't it? (laughs) So he went and talked to his church, his congregation, and they agreed to help him finance it and give him money to go to New York City to try to help these uh, teenage boys. So he goes to him and his friend get in the car to take off to New York City. 350 miles they drive to get to New York City, and he goes to the district attorney and tells him why he's there. He wants to help these boys, and he, he wants to he wants to talk to them or or talk to the judge. And the district attorney said, "You're wasting your time, man. You ain't never gonna get to see the judge." And he, but then he when he left, he called him and called, kept calling that district attorney. Finally, the district attorney said, "You might as well just go down to the courthouse." He said, "That's the only way you're ever gonna get to see the judge. Just show up at the courthouse." And so he did. And he sat through the trial. And he was looking for an opportunity to get to talk to the judge. And the trial was over. And so he stood up and he he yelled at the judge, Your Honor, Your Honor, would you give a reverend audience with the court? And And the judge took off and headed to his chambers. And then the deputy sheriffs came and escorted him out of the room. After that happened, the press came out. And they, they wanted to talk to him, interview him. They said, what, what's that book you're holding in your hand? He said, that, that's my Bible. He said, they said, are you ashamed of me? He said, no. He held it up and the, the camera started popping. He was embarrassed. And he left the courtroom. And he went out to his car. And he sat out in his car and cried for 20 minutes. And then he told his buddy, he said, let's head back home. So they went back home and back to Pennsylvania. And... He felt like a failure. You ever felt like you failed God? God give you something to do and just didn't go the way you wanted it to? You felt like you failed? Man, I have. (laughs) I have. But you know what? The Holy Spirit would not let him, leave him alone. He kept talking to him. He kept hearing, go back to New York City, go back to New York City. And so finally he talked to his congregation again. And they gave him money to go back to New York City and he didn't know what he was supposed to do there. He just knew that he was supposed to help these teenage boys. And they had already been convicted. But he went back to New York City and and he hit the streets and he started seeing some gang members over there. And when they seen him, they recognized him. And they said, hey, preacher, we remember you. He said, how do you remember me? And he said, well, your face was posted all over the papers here in New York City. You're famous. And so he got a chance to talk to them, gang members, on the streets. And he started witnessing to them and trying to find a way to get back to these seven teenagers that were convicted because he knew that God sent him to help them. And he never could figure out a way to get back to them, but he just kept witnessing to all the gang members out there. And he became where he got to, to share Jesus Christ with a whole lot of gang members in New York City. And he felt like he'd still failed because he never got to do what he thought God had told him to do. And he went back to uh, back home, and then he took a trip over to uh, Ohio to his to his grandpa's house. And his grandpa's an old preacher, and and he's up in years. And him and his grandpa sit down and talked one day, and and David told him about what God had spoke to him, and asked his grandpa what he thought he should do. He said, Grandpa, what do you make of it? Do you think I had the real call to help those boys? No, I don't, said the grandfather. His grandpa went on, he said, I don't think the Lord's going to let you see these seven boys. I don't think that's why you was even there. And I'll tell you why. If you had seen them seven boys, you would have figured you have done your duty among the teenage boys in New York City. I think God had a bigger plan. I think God sent you there for... Thousands and thousands of teenage boys in New York City. You know, God always has a bigger plan. He'll show you a picture of what He wants you to do, but there's always a bigger plan. He went on back into New York City and started witnessing to every teenage boy he could find in New York City, every gang member. He met one gang member by the name of uh, Nicky Cruz. Anybody ever heard of Nicky Cruz? Nicky Cruz threatened to kill him. He said, I'm, I'm a, you take one step closer to me, preacher, and I'm going to cut you into a thousand pieces. And here's what David told him. You could cut me into a thousand pieces and lay them out in the street and every piece would say, I love you. Every piece would say, I love you. Nicky Cruz dropped his knife. Nicky Cruz later accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Nicky Cruz has preached all across the United States ever ever state i think he's preached in sharing his testimony his story nicky cruz has got one of the biggest ministries in the country he's a puerto rican gang member that got saved by a man that listened to god and done what god told him to do david wilkerson is the guy i'm talking about and how many people's heard of teen challenge everybody yeah we've all heard of team challenge. David Wilkerson founded Team Challenge out of that street game. This is the cross and the switchblade. They've made book, wrote books. They've made movies about his life story. And he was just a preacher sitting in an office thinking that there's got to be something more that God wants out of me. He's got to have more for us than than just showing up on Sunday and hearing the preacher preach for 30 minutes. And then going home and waiting until next week. God has a plan for us. He does. But I guarantee you, if if we allow God to use us, we're going to reach a lot of people. We can all reach somebody. You know? We all have somebody, family members, that we can reach. Because life is so short. Life is but a vapor. Life is really short. It is. It's so short. But we can make a difference. God can make a difference in our lives if we'll just allow Him to. If we just allow Him to. So the question today, where's God? Where's God at in your life? Would you like to have a stronger, more powerful relationship than you've ever had before? I do. I do. The way we get that is we seek Him each day. We cry out to Him. We pray. We read our Bible. We develop that relationship. And once we do that, then things start happening like they did to David Wilkerson. God starts speaking to you and telling you to do something. And you think you laugh out loud and you say, who, me? I can't do that. And you can't. But God can do it through you. He can. He can, he can have us doing things that, that's going to blow your mind. Where's God? Where's God in your life? A little boy coming home from Sunday school one day, just having a big time. He'd been to Sunday school and he walking past his neighbor's house and his neighbor was the, the atheist on the block. And he called the little boy over there and said, where you been, son? He said, oh, I've been to Sunday school learning about God. He said, there ain't no God. He said, you're wasting your time down there. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll give you a shiny quarter If you'll tell me where God is. And the little boy, he'd just been to Sunday school. He'd been learning a lot. He said, I'll give you a dollar if you'll tell me where God ain't. (laughs) We always need to have an answer for people. And Jesus Christ is our answer. If we will seek Him, find out where He is right here in our heart. God's going to make a difference. Today's the day. This is the first day of the rest of your life. How do you want to live it? I want to live for Jesus. I want Jesus to make a difference in everything that I do from this day forward. How about you? I'll tell you what. If you'll listen to those CDs and pray and ask God who to give it to, He'll tell you. He'll whisper it to you in that small, still voice. Just like he did David Wilkerson, said, go to New York City. He heard that voice and he laughed. (laughs) Who? Me? Me do something like that? No way. I heard that voice when God spoke to me to start a tape ministry. I laughed. I thought, no way. How could I do that? That was over a million CDs ago. That's what God can do if we just say, Here am I. Use me.
4: Sure is good to serve you, Lord. I know the battle will be won. My love for you is just as strong as the day that it begun. I remember when you saved me and melted this heart of stone. You promised to be with me, I'll never walk alone when you smile. a dream for Jesus is a friend of mine and
1: you lost do you not know jesus christ as your personal savior the bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god there is none righteous no not one the bible says uh, in john chapter 3 verse 3 that we must be born again in order to see the kingdom of god in john fourteen six, jesus said i am the way the truth the life no man comes to the father but by me do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you're not sure, if you don't know Jesus, if you have never asked Him into your heart, then I'm going to give you a chance to pray a prayer of salvation right now, and God's going to save you. That's right. You don't have to go to church to get saved. I got saved in the cab of a semi-truck out on the road driving 65 mile an hour down the highway and Jesus Christ come into my life and save me and he can do the same for you right now if you'll believe in your heart and trust in him. The Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. That we're justified. We can be justified with Jesus Christ. And justified is just if I'd never sinned. And that's what Jesus Christ is going to do to you. If you believe with all your heart and confess with your mouth. He's going to save you. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. All means all and that's all it means. There's no difference between Jews and Gentiles and Jesus Christ wants to come into your life right now and save you. If you'll pray a simple prayer of salvation and ask him into your heart, he's going to save you. Pray with me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Pray this simple little prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I want to give my life totally to you. I surrender all. I want to live for you from this day forward. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and change me from the inside out. And God, I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, then you are saved. And now what you need to do is you need to call someone and tell them that you just asked Jesus Christ into your life and you are saved. As I look out the windshield of this big old truck, Lord, I know my safety does not depend on luck. Every turn of the wheel is in your control. You take care of my body, spirit, and soul. Lord, you ride with me down every long highway. You are my protection at work or at play. Thank you, Lord. taking my life in your hands. You help me face life's challenges like a man. Lord, you give me the strength and courage to tell those who reject you are on the road to hell. Lord, you gave me a wife who is pure and true. Without her love, I just wouldn't know what to do. Through the good times and the bad, she has stood by my side. I'm so much in love with you, Lord, and my bride. Lord, thank you for my daughters and my sons, for the hugs and kisses from their little ones for those who worship you and strengthen my faith, my church family who comes early and stays late. Thank you for the prayer warriors on bended knees, those who pray each day for truck drivers like me. And Lord, for the lost souls traveling down the highways, bring them home safely to their children at play. Please open their blind eyes so they can see a fountain of blood that flows from Calvary. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit's power, which gives me strength to face each earthly hour. Thank you for making this day my very best. And at the end of the day, for giving me rest. Lord, when my earthly travel down here is done, when me and my truck have made our final run, I will go on to your open arms with joyful smiles, thanking you for riding with me all those miles. Let it be in the name of Jesus I plea, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
3: Amen.
1: Hey drivers, I just love reading the Bible and I love reading God's Word. And I remember reading one day in my Bible and I came across this scripture in Romans 8.28. And it read, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I remember reading that and the words the called just seemed to jump right off the page. And God spoke to me and said, that's you. You are the called. You know, God has something special, something unique for each and every one of us if we will just reach out and grab it. Most of the time it requires us getting out of the boat, or you might say getting out of our comfort zone. Many times it has us doing things we just aren't capable of doing, but with God all things are possible. Hey drivers, we are the called. We are the hands and feet of Christ. He has a plan for each and every one of us who call out to him and say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Use me today, God. The Bible says he knew us and formed us in our mother's womb. He chose us to become like his son, to become Christ-like, or in today's terms, Christians. Romans 8.30 says, And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself and having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. Wow. Can you imagine having that glory all over you? Well, according to the scriptures, we have the glory of God himself all over us. If, if, if we choose to walk in his glory, it's a choice drivers. It's a choice every day. God wants to give us the desires of our heart when we put others first when we make our lives about reaching and helping others ever since i began a tape ministry back in october of 2000 our motto has been others yes others let this my motto be help me to live for others lord so that i might live for thee god is searching for his chosen people to stand up and claim the promise he has for us. I was 43 years old when I got saved and 48 years old when I surrendered to the call that God had on my life. Hey drivers, it's not too late for you to surrender to the call that God has for your life. (laughs) After all, Moses was 80 years old when he surrendered to the call on his life and look what God used him to do. What's God calling you to do for his kingdom driver. It's time for us to stand up and say, hear my Lord, use me. Each and every one of us has a calling on our life. God has a purpose. God has a plan for each and every person that's listening to this program today. And it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with this man called Jesus that's knocking on your door right now. It's up to you to let him in and choose you to do what He's calling you to do. So drivers Romans 8:28 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, according to his purpose. For God knew His people in advance and he chose them to become like His son, so that his son would be the firstborn with many brothers and sisters and having chosen them he called them to come to him and he gave them right standing with himself and he promised them his glory god is calling each and every one of us to a new level in our lives are you ready to stand up and let god use you in ways that you never thought or dreamed possible hey if you are then Give us a call here at Lonesome Road Ministries, 618-383-2107. I want to pray with you and I want to help you to reach that new level that God has for your life.
0: on our side we won't be afraid though the mountains may fall and the sky will crumble there ain't nothing to the riverside, wash it all away, leave your troubled mind behind for an unclouded day, nothing's gonna separate us from our Father's love, I can't help but celebrate, cause we're not alone, if God is on our side, you can be against us, if God is on our side, we won't be Afraid. Though the mountains may fall And the sky will crumble There ain't nothing gonna stand in our way No, they ain't God is on our side Who can be against us? If God is on our side We won't be afraid Though the mountains may fall And the sky will crumble There ain't nothing gonna
2: How about it driver our weakness and the willing to admit our weakness is what god can use because when we think we can do it on our own we get in his way the bible says the lord is my strength and my shield my heart trust in him see that's a big key to it right here
1: that's called faith you have to trust in him you know drivers uh, when we come to jesus When we come to the foot of the tree, the foot of the cross, when we bow our knees, we can do whatever God has called us to do, but we have to bow our knees and say, Lord, I give my life totally to you. I can't even move my hands. I can't button my shirt without you. But Lord, you be my hands. You be my strength. You be my guide. You lead me. You Take me where you want me to go. I surrender my life totally to you this day. And if we will do that, if we will surrender our hearts, then God can do the impossible in our life. God is attracted to you because of your weakness. That's amazing.
2: That's, that's it's, that, it's, it's hard to get my head around it.
1: Yeah. God wants to do something in your life This week, today, that's impossible, but you have to surrender totally to him.
5: Inside this scarred up heart, inside a raging storm The world is angered, cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord, cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you You die To set me free So I'm honored To struggle Lord Cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for There's sin inside my heart The battle's deep within It's trying to control me Spirit and flesh at war I'll take up the sword of truth Because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you So I'm honored To struggle, Lord cause even in my toughest battles You're worth fighting for mm. It was by your strife that I was healed For this mighty army You will build I'll fight this battle, Lord Cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love me free, so I'm honored to struggle Lord, cause even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for, you died for me, though I led such a shameful life, grace has set me free. So I'm honored to struggle, Lord, because even in my toughest battles, you're worth fighting for.
1: What we need to do is we need to close today's program with a song off of our Lonesome Road CD. What would you like to close today's program with, Dennis? Let's do it at the foot of the tree. How's that? That's my awesome. testimony in song, and uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, volume 1. Volume 1. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay singing at the foot of the tree.
0: Roads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot
3: of the tree.
0: foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of
5: the tree
1: love to hear from you my phone number is 618-383-2107 or you can call chaplain dennis mckay 662-889-2829 and we're looking forward to riding along with you next week right here in the cab
0: Of pittsburgh rolling down that eastern seaboard. i got my diesel turned up and she's running like never before well there's a speed on ahead, head all right but i don't see a cop in sight six days on the road and i'm gonna go make it on tonight i got me ten forward gears and a georgia overdrive no peels, cause my eyes are open wide. I just passed a fobble and a white. I've been passing everything in sight. Six days on the road, and I'm gonna make it home tonight. I'll take it home. down the line I'm a little overweight and my log goes way behind Nothing bothers me tonight I can dodge all the scales alright Six days on the road and I'm a gonna make it on tonight Well, my rig's a little low, but that don't mean she's slow The flame from a stack and the smoke blowing black as coal Well my hometown's a coming in sight And if you think I'm happy, you're right Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight I said six days on the road and I'm gonna make it home tonight Look out, mama, here I go